Welcome to Design Hacks for DIYers. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, creator of DIY Design My Biz. And I'm here to help you take on making your own business graphics. Why? Because I believe that all businesses deserve to look amazing, attract their dream client, and to communicate their value, even if they don't have the budget for a great designer just yet. I've been working with incredible businesses for years as their trusted graphic designer, but now it's time to flip the tables. I want to share with you my pro design hacks so that you can confidently build your own beautiful visual brand and graphics. Let's do this. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Design Hacks for DIYs. Sorry, my voice was really high just then. Um, I have stolen hopefully 20 minutes away from Bubs while Harvey looks after her. Um, it's getting harder and harder to find this time, especially now that she's playing a little bit more and doing less sleeping, which is beautiful. She started talking. and Anyway, I could talk about baby for ages. So if you're interested in that, feel free to message me on Instagram. But for now, I'm going to get to the point of this podcast um, and stop wasting your precious time. Um, I'm going to be chatting to you about um, five different mistakes I see DIY designers making when they create their graphics. So by DIY designers, I just mean business owners that are making their own graphics. Um, so there's five just simple mistakes that people are making that um, just if they tweak and change those things can make a whole lot of difference to their graphics and then the success of their graphics and therefore the success of their business and their communication to their audience. So let's get straight into it. Um, before I do though, I just want to quickly mention that there is a, um, just like last week, there is a free guide that complements this podcast that kind of goes a little bit deeper into what I'm chatting about today um, and kind of lays everything out with some examples so that you can really see those five mistakes um, tangibly because obviously a podcast is great but it's not visual and graphic design is visual so that pdf is going to be really helpful for you just to um, see what I mean um, in a really physical sense um, and yeah that's totally free you can get it on my website um, just go to um, whitedeer.com.au forward slash freebies um, and you will see it right there to download it's called five mistakes um, you're making when you're DIY or design graphics awesome so let's get into this. Mistake number one. What is the mistake that you are making when you're DIYing your graphics? The first one is that your text is getting lost. So obviously the point of designing a graphic at all is to communicate something, whether it's to communicate a thought or a feeling or a message or a promotion or a product, whatever it is, it's communicating. And if there's any text on that graphic, the point of that text is to say something specific. So we want to make sure that when we're using text on our graphics, that that, that text is really clear and really visible and really easy to read. Um, and so a lot of things that people are making mistakes with is not doing this, that their text is getting lost. Maybe the background is too busy. Maybe the text isn't big enough. Maybe the text isn't clear enough um, and it's getting lost in the background. So I want to not just tell you the mistakes that you're making, but also talk about the solutions or the possible solutions. Um, so the first solution to your text getting lost um, is to not just put, so to say you've got a photo and you've whacked some text over the top of that photo because you're trying to communicate um, like a quote message or something, um, and it's saying, um, dream bigger. Don't ever do a quote that says that. It's very cliche. But say you've got a picture of yourself and you've got some text on it that says dream bigger. Now, you just whack that text on and it's getting lost. You can't see it because maybe the background's a little bit too busy. Um, maybe there's no clear space. Maybe um, you can't just there's no space for you to add that text. You just whack it on and it gets lost. It just gets lost. Um, so what can you do? The first thing you can do is add a color block. So say you have your text of dream bigger. Um, behind that, between between that text and the photo, you could add a block of color. You could add maybe a square behind that that's a different color um, that's nice and clear and visible. Um, if it's a white dot box or a box of your color palette. We'll talk about color later. Um, and you just put that that block of color behind your text and over the top of the photo so that the photo has less to, so the text has less to fight with. You can imagine if you have a photo with a really busy background, say it's you standing, um, 
um, next to some cars in a busy street. You can picture there's lots of different colors and textures um, coming through there that's kind of fighting for attention from the text. So we want to make the text have less to fight from. So if you put a, a, a block of color behind your text in front of the photo, then it means that there's less for the text to fight with. Um, so you could have a block that's just a square, you could have a cool shape, you could have all different sorts of things. So just thinking through different ways that you can um, show um, and kind of separate the text from your background. So a block of color is really great for that. So as I said, you can. I'll talk about color in a moment, but just making sure that your block of color and your text is matching the tones of the photo or your brand. Um, but again, stay tuned for the next tips for that. Um, okay, so that's solution number one is add a color block to behind your photos. The next solution is to add um, some shadow or an outline to your text. Um, I just quickly, I just remembered too, with the color block, um, you could even just do something like a ripped piece of paper or um, a leaf or just thinking outside the box of how you can add some differentiation between the, the block of text and the block of color. Um, yeah. So the next thing you could do is adding um, a shadow or a, an outline to the text. Now this used to be really tricky on Canva, but it's actually become a lot easier with a new effects panel um, that they've, they've added in. And you can actually add a shadow to the behind your text or an outline to your text really easily. Now the benefit of these is that it, it, again, it helps separate your text from the background. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that the text is standing out from the photo or whatever the background of your um, your graphic is. So you, you can just go to the you can just click on text when you're in Canva, um, click on the effects and you can add in a shadow. You can press lift, you can press shadow, you can press outline, you can press splice. There's all these different options in there that you can do that will just make your text easier to stand out. Um, the thing, just just a pet peeve of mine, don't add a really really strong harsh shadow to your design. It looks really um, 90s, maybe even 80s. Um, and if you're doing a modern kind of design, you're probably going to want to stay away from that. If you're doing like a really like throwback design, please go feel free, do a really strong shadow. But other than that, I think it's really great to do a really subtle shadow, one that's got a really light opacity because that really helps. Um, I guess the point of adding a shadow is not to say, oh, look, here's a shadow. The point of the shadow is just to help you see the graphic. You don't want the shadow to become a main part of your graphic or a main part of your text. So adding a really subtle shadow that's just making your text visible enough is really important and really helpful tip for you. The next way you can make your text stand out is just by changing the color of your text. If you've got a really dark background, don't add black text to it. And same if you've got a really light background, don't add light text to it. Play with different colors of text to help your text to stand out from background. You wanna create contrast. You wanna create a differentiation between the dark background and the light text or the light background and the dark text. So fiddle around with different colors and see if you can make that work instead. Um, and then the, my final tip for adding text to backgrounds or making your text stand out, sorry, is to find the blank space in your image itself. So say you've you're got that picture that I mentioned before, maybe you um, in a busy street, maybe over to the side, there's a building with not much going on. You could put your text over the top of that building because it might be a little bit less going on, a few less patterns, a few less colors that are going to fight for attention from your photo or a really great um place to add text is in the sky. If you're doing an image uh, and you've got the blank sky behind you, add your text in there. You've got a beautiful blue background um, or a cloudy background or whatever the day is like. Um, and that's going to be kind of plain enough that your text is going to stand out. So that's overall mistake number one is making sure your text stand out. Um, try a few of these different solutions. If they don't work for you, think outside the box. Design is all about finding solutions to your problem and making and your, your problem right now is making your text stand out. So just work through the different solutions it could be. It might be some trial and error, might be changing colors, changing positioning, all those different things. But I can guarantee there will be a solution somewhere is you just have to find it. 
Great, so that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is using cursive fonts in all capitals. This is just probably a massive pet peeve of mine, but when you think of cursive writing, so cursive writing is that kind of handwritten text where um, the, the letters all join together really beautifully. Um, and it's feminine, it's flowing, it's calming, all those different things. It's beautiful. Cursive text is beautiful. But people often use cursive text in all capitals. The point of cursive text is that it's beautiful and joined together. If you're using that cursive text in all capitals, it's going to be quite hard to read. It's going to um, look out of place. Um, and to be honest, you probably should have just used a different font. If you wanted something that's in all capitals, don't choose a cursive font unless it's a really, really great cursive font that's made for being in all capitals. Don't do it. So pretty much, if you're going to use cursive text, use it in sentence case, sentence case which means a capital letter at the start of the sentence if it's needed, um, and then all lowercase, all joining together so that everything reads really beautiful um, and is and is clear and just looks like it's meant to look. Um, if you are also using cursive text, I recommend not adding space between the letters. If you're unsure what I'm meaning by all this, make sure you download the freebie because I've put some examples of what I mean. But in essence, if you put space between each of the letters, um, which, is a, is a, which is a tool you can use in Canva and can look really great on some fonts, but if you do it on cursive fonts, then again, you're defeating the purpose of having a cursive font, of having all the letters beautiful and joined together. Um, so yeah, that's the next tip is to avoid using cursive fonts in all capitals or putting spacing between the letters. Awesome. That's a nice quick one. The next mistake I wanted to mention is to um, make sure that you are choosing the right colors in your graphics. So the mistake is choosing the wrong colors. So you want to make sure you're choosing the right colors. Things like just using really bright and jarring colors, you want to avoid doing that. So for example, you might be like, I want a really fun brand. I'm going to use really bright colors. Just be careful with that because if you just click on this random bright color in this color palette you found on Canva or something, it might be really, really, really bright and in essence be hard to work with. Um, bright colors are really hard to work together with each other. They can often jar against each other. Like if you have a really fluoro blue um, and pair that with a really fluoro orange, it's going to actually hurt your eyes to look at. So try to avoid using super bright colors. You can still use bright colors, but just kind of tone them down a few notches. Um, if you're having trouble with this, please actually chuck me a DM on Instagram with a screenshot of the colors you're working with and I can show you what the toned down colors of those colors are that are still really bright and fun but isn't going to be jarring for your audience and hard for you to work with. So that's the first tip is to avoid using um, really bright, bright, bright colors. Um, but how do you then choose the right colors? So my first solution is to sample a color from a photo. Um, Canva has actually recently introduced um, an eyedropper tool which means that if you load in a photo into Canva, whether it's your own photo or maybe a photo that you found on Pinterest that you like the colors in um, or a stock photo that you found, you can actually use the eyedropper tool to go over the photo and select a color from that photo that you want to use. So say there's a pink flower in the photo and you're like, I really love the pink in that flower. You can upload that photo, click on the eyedropper tool and move over to that to find the bright pink that you want to use and make that part of your color palette. Make that part of the text that you're using. Make, make that the color, the color block that you're using use the colors from in within a photo to um, inspire you for a color palette that's going to really help to create some beautiful colors that aren't going to be too bright and too crazy to work with um, and it's also a great way to find a combination of colors that might work so say for example you've got a photo of a flower like that pink flower I mentioned maybe there's you've got the green on the leaves you've got maybe the the orange of the flower next to it and maybe the blue of the sky you could sample each of those colors and make a whole color palette just from that photo so 
make sure you take advantage of that eyedropper tool in Canva. Um, if you don't know where to access that, again, please chuck me a DM, but pretty much if you click on the color, um, color selector in Canva, so if you click on the little it's like a color wheel on the top right, top left-hand corner, next to the color selector, you'll see a little, um, it's kind of like a little symbol. It looks like an eyedropper. Um, so click on that and that will let you select the colors from whatever is on your artboard. So it could be a photo or anything else. Awesome. So that's solution one to finding colors. The next way you could find colors is to make your own color palette. Um, so you could go onto Pinterest or you could go onto, um, yeah, I recommend just going onto Pinterest to be honest and doing a keyword search, things like feminine color palette or beach color palette or bold color palette or uh, minimalist color palette and searching those keywords um, within that text, that will really help you to, um, it'll just bring up a really great range of color palettes that you can then use as inspiration for your brand. And then you could like download that photo and you could use the color picker from Canva and select each of the colors from that color palette that you love and use that with all of your graphics. If you're then using those colors in all your graphics, that's going to help your Instagram grid to look really on brand. It's going to help your um, everything to kind of flow and look the same and look really beautiful. Um, so those are two ways to choose great colors is to sample them from a photo or find a color palette on Pinterest you really love and you can go from there. Um, there's a lot more to color um, than that, but that's a really brief overview of two really easy ways to pick colors. I do have a blog on my website about color as well, which has a few more hints, especially about choosing colors that mimic what your brand wants to say. Um, awesome. So mistake then number four that you want to avoid when we're designing our own graphics is to avoid crampy space. A lot of people when they're making graphics, they're doing things that um, make the design look really um, stressful to look at. It feels really tight and cramped and stressful. So you want to avoid that feeling. You want people to feel really calm and happy when they're looking at your graphic and you want to make them feel comfortable so they keep looking at your graphic. So um, I want to just encourage you to not be afraid to leave blank space in your design. Just because there's blank space doesn't mean it's it's the wrong space. Um, you might have heard of the phrase white space and that doesn't necessarily refer to white space like the color white but space that's open, space that's going to allow the reader's eye to, to rest while they're looking at their graphic. It's not going to be overwhelming for them to see. So um, just some basic tips around that is to leave um, a bit of a, a margin around your design. So maybe um, a few millimeters of space or a few centimeters of space around your graphic. And this is if you don't have any key parts of your graphic, so key text or key images too close to the edge, that's going to give this room automatically for your, for your graphic to breathe. Um, and then you might also want to consider um, leaving space between different elements. Don't just put heaps of things really close together. Space out the text a little bit, space out the pictures a little bit, but not being sure at the same time, I guess, to not really leave too much space, to not have it feeling, um, I guess, haphazard and like nothing is 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 joining to something else. Um, this is a really hard one to, um, I guess, audibly explain, but um, in essence, just try to make sure you're leaving a lot of open space, but not too much as well. I recommend kind of sitting back and looking at your design and saying, hey, does this feel right? Um, and just taking the time to look at it as an overall picture. Um, if you're having trouble again with this, um, I have a free Facebook group called Design Small um, and I recommend joining that. And if you've got a graphic that you're not sure if the space is right, please post your graphic into that group and I will give you feedback on whether it's too, too much space or where I recommend maybe moving something to or taking something away so that it feels really nice and balanced. Um, so that's the fourth tip is avoid over 
over over cluttering your graphic. Don't be afraid to leave that space. And finally, mistake number five is when people don't edit their images. If you've taken a great photo, or you've had, or, um, and you've taken a great selfie or a photo um, that's going to be relevant for your post or your flyer or whatever that is, make sure you edit that image. It doesn't have to be a lot. I don't know of, I don't know of any photographer that doesn't edit their images. Editing editing your image doesn't mean um, changing what you look like or um, making something look surreal. What it means is it's bringing out the colors. It's bringing out the vibrancy, it's bringing out the contrast, it's bringing out the clarity in that image. So it's really clear and crisp um, and really looks professional and, and bright. Um, often when we take a photo off our phone, it's going to look a little bit dull. The colors aren't going to be super vibrant. So I want to make sure we're editing those just to bring that out a little bit to make the image look more professional. Um, I recommend to do this. There's a free app called Lightroom. It's an Adobe app. Um, so Adobe Lightroom. And if you download that onto your mobile, it's a free app and you can download and you can edit your images really easily and in a way that looks really cool and professional. Um, and if you want to go a step further, you can actually um, buy what's called presets. You can buy Lightroom presets and they're like, um, I guess pre-editing styles you can apply onto your image so that you can have images that look all the same. If you have like, say you're taking like five images of you in a field, if you apply that same preset to each of those images, you can upload them to your Instagram grid, your Instagram feed, and they're going to look really the same, really branded and really consistent, um, which is really beautiful um, and aesthetically pleasing. Um, so that's one, one tip is to make sure you edit your images using Adobe Lightroom and you can buy presets for that. My other just super basic tip, which some people is going to be really like, duh, and other people are going to be like, I've never even thought of that, is to make sure you clean your camera lens. If you're using your phone to take photos, chances are you've been holding that phone all day. You've been touching it with your greasy little fingers. <laughs> no offense to you, all fingers are greasy. We've just got natural oils. Um, and those fingerprints on the lens make your images look a little bit blurry and uncrisp. So make sure that before you take a photo, you grab your t-shirt and you just buff that lens a little bit to make sure it's nice and clean. That's the same whether you're using the front lens of your camera or the back lens. Just making sure you're cleaning that lens will make all the difference. Um, when you're taking photos. It'll just make it look a lot crisper and clearer. So those are the five mistakes. I've actually got a bonus tip within the, the PDF, but I'm going to leave that um, for you guys to download and to, um, to read that bonus tip for yourself. Um, but I hope that's been really helpful. So just to summarize, those five tips and those five mistakes that you want to avoid making when you're designing your own graphics is to make sure that your text isn't getting lost, that it's standing out from the background. You want to also make sure that you're not using cursive in the wrong way, that you're not using cursive fonts in all capitals, or putting spacing between the letters. You'll also want to make sure that you're avoiding this mistake of choosing the wrong colors. Your colors aren't going to be too vibrant um, or too bright. They're going to be jarring. You're going to make sure your colors kind of really, um, I guess, complement your brand and the way you want to speak to the world. Um, and then mistake number four that you want to avoid is making sure you're avoiding crampy space. Um, making sure that your design has room to breathe and it doesn't overwhelm your viewer. Um, and then finally, making sure you're editing your photos, even if it's just a little bit, to bring out the brightness, bring out the contrast, bring out the vibrancy in that photo. So you're really doing it justice and making it look that little bit more professional, even if it's not a professional photo. So those are those five mistakes. I hope that's been really helpful. I know it's been a nice quick one, um, hopefully nice and snappy. And if, again, if you don't understand any of those mistakes, please make sure you download the free PDF um, on our website via uh, whitedeographicdesign.com.au forward slash freebies. You'll see five mistakes you're making when you DIY your own designs, um, when you DIY your own graphics, and you can download that there. Um, or you can just chuck me a DM on Instagram. I am at whitedeagd. Um, and there I will um, help you if you don't understand any of those points. I can maybe send you through an example or um, help you with some of the graphics you've worked on. So thank you for listening. And I just want to also say that if you've gotten this far, thank you. I appreciate you listening to the end of the podcast. Um, and I would love it if you could just give me a review on um, iTunes 
whether you love the podcast. It will just help other DIYs to be able to find the podcast and also help them as they're designing graphics for their business. Um, and I'd also love if you're listening to this, maybe while you're working or while you're in the car or while you're going on a walk, please take a, a selfie or a screenshot of you listening and tag me on Instagram. I love knowing where people are listening. Um, it kind of just helps me to... <laughs> It helps me to, um, I guess, justify me spending this time away from Bubs um, and um, putting together all these podcasts to know that they're actually helping you guys and that there's, it's not just me talking um, in my office um, into my little headphones, but they are actually making some some impact into the world and helping you as you design your graphics. So that's me. I will tune, tune out now um, and just, yeah, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it and I hope those tips have been helpful for you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at whitedeergd and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.